Hello, it is me, Ronald, and we are back with another episode of the Arama Japan podcast. We are co- yeah. We are covering February 2022 this episode. I am joined tonight by my co-host, Hannah, who you just heard shrieking. What? Yes, what? Hannah. Hannah, Hello. say hi. Hi. Um, okay, so we are doing February, and um, February is a short month, it's only four weeks, 28 days. I spent the first week of that month in Brazil, which I talked about last episode. Um, there wasn't really much going on that I wanted to discuss, so Hannah is going to take the lead. She's going to start off with a topic that I was requested to talk about in open post in a main article, and I was just like, I have no idea who these people are. I don't know what this (laughs) scandal is, so how am I going to talk about it? So Hannah is going to talk about it right now. It is about Mafu Mafu, who is not a tofu dish. Um, (laughs) Mafu tofu, I love it so much. Oh my god, that's Mabo tofu? And, like, he's not even the biggest one. Well, actually. Okay, so Mafu Tofu. Mafu Mafu. Mafu Mafu. Mafu Mafu had a scandal. Okay. And Hannah's going to go talk about it now. So, so, um... Mafu Mafu had a scandal, and it is very likely that Ronald only knows about him because of the fact that he appeared on Kohaku last year. And in true Kohaku uh, fashion, it seems Everyone like every who he was. Wait, what? Everyone was confused who he was. No, like people like you were like who. And people like me were like, oh, of course. But it's also just like, it was really funny. Um, it was really funny that, like, none of you guys knew, yet everybody under the age of, like, 39 knew. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Under everybody under the age of 39 knew who Mafu Mafu was. I would say um, because both no, no, the average age of your Mafu Mafu or Dushia viewer is literally like they've done the polls before, and the average age of viewers for both tend to be about like 25 to 32. Mm. So, well, yeah, if you're under the age of 39, you probably know who they are. If you are over the age of 40 or old at heart, um, you have no idea what YouTube is, let alone what a YouTuber is, right? Anyway, moving on from ageism. Anyways, anyways. So, um, in true Kohaku fashion, somebody whose first year is on the show always gets embroiled in a scandal literally within three months. And... Mafu Mafu was no exception to this trend. Apparently, apparently, so on a stream between Urua Rushia, who is a Hololive YouTuber, and uh, Miki, 
who is one of her fellow Hololivers, decided Yushia decided not to turn off her Discord notifications, and Mahumafu actually decided to say, "Hey, like, you know, I'm home now. Like, want to play games?" And the problem was that the way that you phrase that in Japanese can literally be taken to mean, oh, I am either at my own home or I am coming home implied we live together, right? And people were like, whoa, like this is literally... So if you look at the most super chatted uh, people on Earth for VTubers, Lucia is actually number one. I think she made $3 million, like total lifelong existence so people were like whoa this is really big you know is she really dating Mahumafu? there was an entire uproar about it um probably the company actually put her on break but also said like we don't actually really care what our talents do uh in their free time because they are not the character on the screen this is one of the positive things about new figures um we actually don't particular like your private activities are not under our purview like please respect their privacy but unfortunately lucia has a bit of an anxious personality so during her hiatus she personally reached out to one of the drama coverage people in japan and released a bunch of screen photos between herself and her manager, this was obviously not very okay with her company, and so they fired her on the spot, leading to a lot of sad people. So that why is the would official she story. Lucia has a very, very like. I want to say that she's not just an introvert, but she has problems like trusting people. Um, in previous streams, she's actually admitted that, like, sometimes she's had such a problem talking to people that she couldn't even talk to her manager about some very common issues, and people were just like, please talk to your manager. Like, you know, of all the people in your company, you should be open and forthcoming with your manager the most. And that doesn't happen. So it was kind of like, when she was put on hiatus, probably she was freaking out. And that's why she reached out to the Trapper Tiber. So that's all we know for now. Uh, she's re-debuted on her private channel, so it's likely that we may hear a different side of the story. Who knows? Uh, but that's TBD. So were her and Mafu Mafu dating? Um, they both stated that that was not true. Uh, Mafu Mafu kind of implied that like she liked him or something, but they were at least friends, right? That much is facts. And honestly, like, who the fuck cares that they're dating? Um, That's why I was just like, people were like Mafu Mafu and 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 uh, and the other VTuber are dating, and I'm just like, okay. Like personally, I think for me, I don't very... think dating is scandal so whenever someone says yeah. like dating scandal i'm like unless there is a third person involved and someone is cheating on someone else i don't think of adult dating as a scandal yeah 
there was a really disgusting viewpoint uh, that I've heard where people were just like, so Lucia and Mafumafu both do like the blank, blank, blank friend experience, right? Mafumafu is known for having a lot of Yumejo fans, which is fans that pretend that they are dating him. And Lucia fans tend to be the girlfriend experience. And people were just like, oh, like you would expect these fans to react this way. But these are both like internet personalities, right? And so the moment Lucia was put on hiatus, her fans had, um, her fans, <laughs> this was very funny. Her fans tried to get a hashtag trending called Lucia, we love you, I think was the hashtag. I forget the exact combination of phrases, but it's it was basically it's something to show... Part of it? Hmm? Was the I think part of the hashtag? No. It was just like, Dushia, we love you, or some combination of those words, right? Hmm. But these are Japanese people. They clearly put this uh, through Google Translate and did not consult anybody who spoke English. And so <laughs> it ended up being Russia. I love you. Oh, <laughs> this I was a very awkward. Yeah, and it and happened so, like right when the war broke out. Yes, yes. So it was kind of awkward. So one of the other talents actually corrected them and said, "Like you don't want to say Russia, I love you. You want to say Russia, <laughs> I love you." <laughs> and she was, of course, forced to take down her tweet. Because, like, the company doesn't want to say anything about it publicly. But it was up long enough for people to, like, immediately take screen captures and share it with their friends. So, you know, that was that was corrected pretty quickly. But it was it was just un- unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunate timing. But, yeah, like, if you see those sorts of hashtags, sure, there were people who were crying. And there's always going to be that, like... 5,000 bad apples among a bunch, right? I'm not going to downplay the fact that, like, there were the fans who were like, I thought you would be pure kind of thing. But to a very real extent, this just happens to all entertainers. Where, like, even people like Lisa and regular Seiyu... Yeah, like, very, very regular entertainers get into this all the time. Like, Gaki. Gaki was the big one last year. Where, like, mm-hmm. you literally had people freaking out over that a marriage. Guy, so, that guy that, like, literally was on Twitter. He, like, tweeted a poem every day for her. And then once the, once the engagement was announced, he was just like, I am going on hiatus. I don't think he's ever come back. <laughs> so, yeah, like... Like, to a very real extent, I think, um, I think it's just one of those things where, like, it happens to everyone. So I don't think you could really pin that on someone doing the girlfriend experience or boyfriend experience. I actually think the fact that that hashtag became trending um, internationally says a lot about her fans. Like, a lot of her fans, I know some in real life. I am friends with them. And to be quite honest, like, they were all just like, you know, like, Mafa Mafa's actually a good catch. (laughs) 
right? And I know a lot of Mafu Mafu's fans, and they're just like, she's the richest VTuber alive. Like, that's fine, right? It's kind of just like a, oh, great, they're dating kind of thing. But unfortunately, unfortunately, things played out as they did, and uh, she got cut from the company, which was really sad. So, yes, mm. that was that was the big VTuber drama of the month. There was another VTuber thing you wanted to discuss, too, tonight. So, the other big, big thing is that Kizuna Ai has finally retired. She is, like, the great-grandma of all... Of all VTubers, like, she is the true Dai-senpai. Um... All modern VTubers can essentially be traced right back to her. And her final... The Hatsune Miku of VTubers? Yeah, yeah. To to the extent that, like, there is actually, I would say, probably a straight line that you can draw between Hatsune Miku and Kizuna Ai. And without Kizuna Ai, you don't have either Hololive or Niji Sanjiro Vushoujo. And that's, that's, that's giving her a lot of credit, right? And Kizuna Ai, for what it's worth, probably had one of the most stellar music discographies of... She had an Emma song. Yeah, she did. Because of her clout and power, um, Kizuna Ai actually worked with a lot of very, very high-profile producers, which is exactly why her concert was very worth watching. It was super impressive. They brought out all the stops, like... Both Hall Live and Niji Sanji participated, so, so I highly recommend. What is a VTuber concert like? A VTuber it, concert. Do you, do you watch it on YouTube? Is it like a real? Yeah. Is it like a mm-hmm. Hakune Miku concert? Like, what is it like? So you, there are VTuber concerts that are done in person that are like the Hatsune Miku concerts, where they play a hologram. And in fact, uh, Hall Live actually did one over the weekend. I think. Wait, is Hall Live short for Hologram Live? I have no idea. Probably. You're supposed to be the VTuber expert. I don't look this up. I have to look that up. Um, but yeah. So one type is where you see like the hologram. Um, the hologram projected to the screen. It's like super fun, right? But yeah, I just checked. It's not. But it would be okay. cool if that's how they came up with the word. Right. Um, but the other type is where they do, like, 3D renders of all of the talents, and they kind of put it together as this big production. And that was how they did Kizuna Ai's Last Live. And that's done on YouTube, right? Yeah, it's done on YouTube. And the main reason why they did it this way is because they were very aware that Kizuna Ai is not just popular in uh, in Japan, but internationally. She's, like, immensely popular. They had all these different clips and comments from, like, everyone. And um, especially because this would be her, her, final, her final life, they decided... Oh, like we should 
we should let not just uh, everyone watch it at the same time, so they had like the nice premiere and everything, um, but that we should give everyone the opportunity to experience it as we want them to experience it. Because it is very different to experience a concert in person versus like through a screen. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in how you experience it. So they wanted to be able to fully control the fans' experience of the concert. And that's why I think they decided to upload it as a YouTube live. So definitely go watch it. It was fantastic. I was kind of sad that like her final single was not up to par with the legends, but the the peaks of her musical discography are very high. Like Radio Love Highway is one of the best songs of last year. I I I um her Nakata production was super good. She performs all of them, by the way. Um, so go watch when, some. When you said. 3D rendering, I literally, like, in my mind, imagined, like, a, like, um, a 3D printer, like, cardboard cutout of her that was, like, on a stage, just, like, with music playing in the background, and not, like, a 3D animated rendering, which is what it probably was, right? Yeah, yeah. But that is actually a good way of thinking of how the 3D, like, program works. Her Pixar moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's essentially like a very, very expensive Pixar movie. So uh, for those of you who want to watch, if you this is something that all VTuber like fans do. If you click into the comments, one of the most upvoted comments is going to be a timestamp of every single one of her songs. Because the actual concert doesn't start until about an hour in, because everything before that is just comments um, from all the various people that she's worked with and like Kizunai herself. So I highly suggest if you want to just cut to the meat of it to click into the comments and click. Uh, I think Jagaimo is actually the fan who did it. So click into the comments, look for his or theirs and click away. Okay, um, do we have any more topics to discuss tonight in Hannah's hellhole? Yeah, I know, right? So it was very funny because Hololive decided they would launch auditions for um, male talent in the English language. And this was not that surprising because... So there's a lot of ways to judge popularity for VTubers, right? There's two big ones. One is how many times were you watched, right? And that's just a that's just a multiplication game of how many how many subscribers do you have and how many of them actually watched you last month. In this, Hololive tends to crush everyone because they have such large subscriber numbers. But the second measure is how many times did people donate to your channel last month? And last month was really surprising because of the top three in the world, two of them were English language VTubers from Niji Sanji. And so I think this has gotten Hololive very nervous 
because they probably saw the writing on the wall that like English language YouTubers do well. Um, and I mean, it goes to figure like Gura literally consistently ranks top five for actual views every single month without fail. So that's how we got that that Johnny's tribute song, the Sheena Ringo's map song, right? Yeah, because um, Niji Sanji, I want to say, like, Niji Sanji, to a very real degree, is very, very good at promoting their male talent as equally well as they do their uh, female talent, which is not something that, um, which is not something that Hololive does. Hololive sucks at promoting their male talent. And mm. they know it, everyone knows it. And so Niji Sandy decided to kind of like rest on their laurels by recruiting male talent first. And that's how we got the tribute song. And, you know, they're doing a bunch of things, right? Like, it was really funny when friend of the show Tim was like, oh, like they're kind of getting pushed, right? And I'm like, well, yes, in that people in their company mentioned them. But knowing that, like, this degree of success was entirely organic. Hmm. So, yeah, it's it was very surprising to see the results last month because there are two things that tend three things that tend to really boost. Um, boost sales, there's figure targets. So when a VTuber hits, say, 100, 200, 300, 400,000 subscribers, right? If you do a celebration mm. scream, that brings in a lot of super chats. So that's one. Second one is birthday events. Um, mm. For obvious reasons, like people like to donate on birthdays and, you know, it's all very, very nice, fun games. And is then the Valentine's third... Day? No. Valentine's Day does not actually bring in that much because it's equal for everyone, oh. right? The third thing that tends to pop both views and sales is uh, debut events. So either they're debuting a new group, they're debuting, like, new costumes. Um, there's something called the 3D model reveal where they'll fully rig the entire character because... Usually in order to save costs, because a full rig is like twice the cost of a half rig, um, they'll only rig like the top half of the VTuber. And on top of that, the way that they configure the model, it's not 3D. It's 2D then? Yeah, so it's actually 2D animation. It's like, it's called live 2D. Um but it's a 2D render that fully moves based on motion tracking. Hmm. And see. so none of those happened for Niji Sanji, um, at least for the guys, right, last month. And yet, well, Vox did hit up to 400,000 subscribers. So I guess you could argue that he's had like a couple of those, but so did everyone else. Um, but yeah, like, despite all of that, 
he and Luca ended up being one and two for the world for VTubers in terms of Super Chats. So we'll see how strong this continues. Um, let's see where this goes. Okay. Okay. So we led, led, I can't even speak right now. We led with Triple H this month because there was a lot going on in Triple H. VTuber land. <laughs> Hannah's hellhole. Yes. Um, so now we are going to go to one of our regularly scheduled segments, which is... The Johnny's, Johnny's Corner. Hellhole Johnny's Corner, not Johnny's Hellhole, Johnny's Corner. So the main news that happened was one of King and Prince's big dreams is going to come true in April. It was announced that they are going to have their very first dome tour. Yay. Dome tour. So on the Dome Tour, they will be going to Fukuoka, Osaka, Tokyo, and Nagoya. So they're doing four. They're not doing Sapporo. But yes, they are going on their Dome Tour. And this will happen around the same time as their new single comes out. The Dome Tour starts on the 2nd. So actually next Saturday... The Dome Tour starts, and um, they're doing two days in Fukuoka, two days, no, actually two days in Fukuoka. They're doing um, one, two, three days in Osaka. They're doing one, two, three days in Tokyo, and then two days in Nagoya. So congratulations to them and them going and doing their Dome Tour. Congrats. Hannah, Hannah and me often have discussions about concerts because like we look at concerts differently. Completely differently. So Hannah, what is your idea of like a good tour? So the way that I judge a tour is, and generally you can only do this after the tour has completely finished, right? In order to equalize for the people who cannot tour as many days as as everyone else the way that you look at it is to say how many people were you able to mobilize mm-hmm. so you look at the date of the highest turnout and say, this is how we're going to rank everyone. Because the higher your turnout, the more likely it is that you were able to also do what's known as live viewing. And that's where the true big numbers start coming out. Mm-hmm. And this was, again, proven. Thank you, BTS, for providing me this ammunition. As much as I don't like you anymore. Um, Essentially, how many people internationally are willing to pay $30 to stream your concert, even though they can't actually go there? And the answer is, for some people, it's a lot. 
So that is how you view it. Yes. Me, on the other hand, I'm looking at just how many people, I don't think of live viewing. I don't think of that. I look at it as more of kind of just like, because there was because something... none of his groups are good enough for live viewing. Oh my God. Be quiet. They actually go and tour. Con- they actually go and tour the country rather than the, some of the people you're talking about. Was no one, no one wants to pay for their fucking shit. That's why. Oh my God. That is so hateful. Um, the it thing, is the truth. The thing this is, is though, why is he I, doesn't look at live viewing. He only looks look at, at physical live, turnout. I don't look at live viewing because of the fact that just like people I like actually go around the country and they're not just centering themselves in just like two or three cities and calling it a day. So anyways. Or doing the... one. Doing one for, sorry, but for me, for me, doing like three shows at Yokohama Arena and then doing like so different shows like in Nagoya and Fukuoka and Sapporo and Sendai and like wherever else that beats just doing one Tokyo Dome show and just having a bunch of people watch a live viewing. So the reason why they do this is not because <clears throat> is not actually because they are being nice or anything, because like if you're truly popular, if you're truly popular, you do those five shows with a shit ton of live viewing, which is actually what AKB48 used to do at their peak. But why do five shows when you can just go and do 30? Because if you're that popular, at some point, you have to weigh the trade-off between sending your talents like to do other things, right? So, like, Arashi actually can't do 15 shows because they have other commitments that force them to cut down the number of shows from 15 to 3. And instead, live view those three a ton because they literally have TV show commitments they cannot put off. Okay, so in light of this, what do you think of the announcement of the King and Prince Dome Tour? So, I would actually, like, King and Prince is actually the only new group that I would say is truly, like, super popular. They actually are, I was looking at the fan club numbers for, um, Mm -hmm. for Johnny's that was released at the beginning of March, and they actually are number two. The only people that are above them are obviously Arashi. Arashi has like three million and something people in their fan club. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. King Prince has like eight hundred and like fifty thousand. Yeah, and I think it's it's just very like obvious to me that that would be the case because King and Prince is the only Johnny's group that I've ever seen hit number one on the karaoke charts in, like, the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Outside of Arashi, of course. Um, so that, to me, just says, not only do you have a widespread fan base of, like, everyone in the country knows your song, but if you have everyone in the country listening to you, you're just going to catch a higher number of 
people to be your diehard fans. So I will want to see not just like their dome tour, but how many how many theaters in the country decided to pre-book their venues to do those same-day live viewings. Mm -hmm. Because that's actually how they do it. They literally say, like, when Ronald and I went to see Arashi this week, oh, it was actually we kind had of insane. Our, we had our live viewing, actually. I yeah. went to my first live viewing. I just realized that. What was that? That was actually was my well, it was semi-live, but I was literally like in my hand, like, this is a very, very well-produced, like delayed live viewing. That's actually what it's called. Um, there's a different term for it, DLV. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is really great. But when you saw the numbers, right, every theater in Japan was showing that freaking concert. In the United States, there were literally places that had to book multiple times because the demand was just that high. Some people were selling out like the first day tickets went on sale, which was surprising to me. I mean, I knew that they were that powerful, right? But I didn't expect the power to last as long as it did. And it was nice to kind of see those numbers reconfirmed. So now you understand what I mean. When I say, like, this is how I understand popularity. Well, I'm also looking at it as, like, if you're in Japan, I wouldn't go to a live viewing. I would just go to the concert. But if you're popular enough, that concert is going to sell out. True, but, like, that's why you go and buy scalp tickets from, like, like I did. <laughs> like, you can't, you cannot physically fit all of their fans. That's what live viewing means. That, like, you have I mean, so uh, many uh, my, fans. My point is that, like, I just think if, like, I mean, like, in thinking about it, like, sure, if their fan club is, like, nearly 900,000 people, it would be hard to do that. But it's still just, like, I don't know. I just wouldn't go to a live viewing. I would just, like, figure it out. I would find a way. I would find a way. That's just me. Like, if I'm in Fukuoka, I would just go to, like, Sapporo, if they were doing Sapporo. Here's the thing, but, right? The other flip side is that from a financial perspective, a live viewing is infinitely more pop, uh, profitable than, than an in-person tour. From a profit margin perspective, a live viewing is infinitely more profitable. Mm-hmm. Because you're literally making money off of something you're already doing. And so when you get to that level of profitability, like that is the level you want to be. Where you are literally BTS selling like $28 million on some freaking show that you decided to put oh, on. Oh my God, of course. She I hate them, but like it's true, right? They literally made the same amount of money as they did in a three-day tour in fucking California. Anyway. On a um, live viewing stream. Like, that is true popularity. Anyway. Um, so, I remember, like, when this was announced, I think it was you that said, like, why weren't they doing domes earlier? Because they've yeah, been out. Yeah, and then I realized, oh, 
okay, like, they're just not popular enough for it. Oh, my God. So they've been out for four years. They've been out for four years. Is that a good amount of time? I think that's actually really impressive to be able to do, like, multiple domes in your fourth year of existence. Marks to me that, like, they're actually the true successors of Arashi. Right. Because you were just like, when we were talking about the snowman tour, you were just like, they're not doing domes. I'm like, it's their first tour. I wouldn't expect them to do domes. I thought they were supposed to be the next big thing. Well, they are. But the thing is, though, is it still their first tour? I also think, like, yes, it's impressive that King and Prince is doing all these domes. But it's also kind of concerning because it means that they have a lot of free time. I'm trying to think of their act. Well, maybe they just went and made their activities like to fit in the tour, fit around. It means that they don't have any weekly shows. They do have a weekly show. No, that like the weekly shows that they have are all in house. They have one weekly show, I believe, King and Prince Rue. And then, yeah, that's their weekly variety show that they have. And then, and then, yeah, that's the one weekly variety show that they have. And then there's, like, other, like, commitments. But, like, they probably, like, went and, like, scooted all of that around. Or pre-filmed it. Like, I know that, um, um, Jinguji Yuta, his drama is already, like, done filming i believe and that because that starts next month so yeah it's kind of just like they found a space and was like now's the time let's do the dome tour yeah because like when akb was at their height for example um it was it was actually relatively easy to do dome tours like a five dome tour because you had so many super popular members that you could just like swap them out right mm-hmm. whereas like for king and prince where there's only how many people there are five members of the group yeah like it's a little bit more concerning when one of them has to drop out yeah you can't just like swap out the members that yeah that would be very awkward what this means to me is that they uh, they may be popular, but they're still on their updrive. Yes, they've only been out for four years. Because I remember, like, when I... Because there's always this discussion within, like, the Johnny's fandom. It's kind of just, like, you have King and Prince and you have Snowman. And, like, both of them are considered to be the top group for different reasons. Like, King and Prince is the one that has, like, the most, like, public awareness of the new generation of groups like Hirano's show is like the company's golden boy of the new generation but then on the other hand you also have snowman who is selling the most it's not like how it was for so many years when you had smap and then arashi who were like the biggest public awareness but then also selling the most too now you have that like 
what you would say measure of popularity based on like public awareness or sales when it was together for so many years in one group now it's split between two different groups which isn't really something that has happened that much in the company's history in the past like 30-ish years I guess it would be 30 years at this point because you have um it's been like 30 years since SMAP debuted. So you had like yeah. SMAP and then you had like that moment. Well, I guess it was that moment where like Cartoon was like popular. And then Arashi like pretty much like after your favorite thing in the world, Hana no Yori Dango, like were basically like that where they became like the public awareness group and the group at the sales. And from there, just continued until they went on hiatus. And then so now we have like the new generation where it's just like the public awareness group is king and prince, but then like the highest sales group is no man. Yeah, but, it's it's really funny to me that um you're just like, oh, it's been four years. Well, it took AKB like six years to get their first dome. And they were I not saying it. I didn't say, I think, well, I wasn't saying that like four years is a long time. I was saying like, I think four years is a good time. But I thought you were saying before, like four years, what took them so long? Yeah. Like what took you so long to get to a dome? I don't think four years is a long time to do a dome tour. So, I mean, like, there Johnny's... are groups There are groups that, like, would have, like, a dome concert early on. But, like, now it's just, like, let's just do a dome tour. No, but, like, okay, Johnny's and Associates is literally... Granted, they've lost a lot of their Monopoly power. But, like, Johnny's and Associates literally is freaking one of the most powerful agencies in Japan. Mm-hmm. What took you so long? I don't think they want to, like, continue to do that thing... Because, like, there were groups in the past who, like, had their debut concert at, like, Tokyo Dome. I don't think they want to do that anymore. I think they now want to go and, like, have them build to do a Dome tour. Not just, like, start off at, like, the pinnacle venue. Okay, so the other thing is that um, for Arashi, if I remember correctly, a lot of their Dome tours were actually much later on. Yeah. And there was a reason for that. It's because two of their members got super popular that they literally could not adjust the schedule for a dome tour. Mm-hmm. Because for three years, it was like Matsujin. And for like a couple of years after that, it was actually really funny because like the heights of the two never coincided. Um, for a couple of years after that, like Nino's popularity was so huge she was literally on a drama like every night and when Mm -hmm. you're on that many tv shows you cannot adjust the schedule such that it's conducive to having a dome tour because that dome tour is going to look messy Mm -hmm. but we go and we wish the group Success on their dome tour. Yay, congratulations. Good luck. I mean, King and Prince, I think, 
I hope that they are as good as what I saw from Arashi. Because uh, they were like super. They were super. Um, I mean, we'll talk about it more in the March episode. We'll talk about it more in March, yeah, because like March is gonna have a lot going on. But we are gonna talk more about the live, the DLV delayed live viewing. Yeah, delayed live experience. Viewing. Um, next month. So look forward to that, people. Yeah, and, for real. And um, so sticking with Johnny's Corner, we actually have a former Johnny in Johnny's Corner. So there was an announcement made that um, former cartoon member Tanaka Koki was arrested again for drugs. Yeah. So he was arrested for possessing 0.164 grams of a stimulant in Nagoya on January 30th. He was previously arrested in 2017 for suspected possession of marijuana. So it's kind of just like, don't do drugs, stay off of drugs, drugs are bad for you. Just try not to, like, just say no to drugs. Just say no. But, yeah. Did you like Cartoon? It's really funny. I I really hated Cartoon. <laughs> you hate them. I don't know. I mean, I was always an Arashi fangirl. Uh... I think it may be kind of like the schism that I saw at the um, the the Arashi thing because when I was talking to fans for like journalistic purposes, I asked them like, "Are there any other Johnny's groups you liked?" And they were just like, a lot of them said Johnny's West and Naniwa Danchi and Kinky Kids, but like no one said like Snowman or like Stones or like King and Prince or like Heisei Jump. And you said, "Well, that makes sense because those groups are." They are, like, not really, like, the classic, classic Johnny sound. So, you being an Arashi fan... Well, no, no, no. So, I actually said it was weird that King and Prince wasn't in there. Mm. Because King and Prince is still very classic. And also, King and Prince was debuted in a way so as to appeal particularly to the Matsujin fans. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah. So I just think it's because like none of them were drama fans like me because all the drama fans left. <laughs> well, then how they get on Naniwa Danchi then? Yeah, I have no idea. Because that their popularity in part stemmed from a drama. No, no, no. so the- what I mean by drama fans is the drama fans of Arashi. So, like, the people that I went to high school or college with, right? Because mm-hmm. a ton of them, not just the Weebs, were uh, were Arashi fans. And the reason mm-hmm. why was because we were all fucking watching, like, Hanayuru Dango. Um, you say, like, Frita, all, like, Bambino, all of those things, right? Like, I was watching all of that. Real time. 
I'm sorry, I pirated back then. Uh, and then that was not fast enough. So I literally learned how to sign up for like a Japanese TV subscription, right? And, you know, studied hella hard to like understand without subtitles, right? Mm. So that was the typical trajectory of like somebody who says Matsujin or Kazunari Ninomiya is their number one. Mm-hmm. So why didn't you like Katoon? That's what we got on this about. Why didn't you like Because Katoon? it felt like they were meant to be like the rivals to Arashi. Because um, some of the Katoon members were also in Goksen. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, like some of them were also in Goksen, so it was almost like they were they were being set against each other, right? Which is how I felt at the time. So I was just like, well, if I have to choose between the two, I'm going to choose Arashi over Captain. Goodbye. <laughs> was what particularly made you say this? Okay, I kid you not. It's literally because of the types of characters that they portrayed on TV. <laughs> I, in my parents? defense, in my defense, I was a young, impressionable 15-year-old at the time. Um, but yeah, like, I just liked Ninomiya Matsujin more. And so I was just like, I'm going to ignore them and go to here. <laughs> Were Katoon, like, the bad boys? They were always just, like, the bad assholes. And I was just like, they weren't even syndicated. They were just abusive. I see, I see. I just didn't like the way their song sounded. Okay, actually, you know, I have a bone to pick with about... Okay, so the thing is, though, is that when I think of Katoon, I always think of just, like, the meme of them not being able to get their choreography together and them all going, like, in different directions while they're dancing. And the thing that annoys me is that, like... Certain Johnny's fans have used like Katoon's messiness and choreography as like a funny, just like Johnny's aren't meant to be good dancers. Oh, 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 oh. And I'm just like, okay, no, that is un that is not true. Because if you look at groups that predate them and even groups that are post-dating them, they are better dancers. It's just that Katoon just couldn't get it together. Because they came about during the complacent period. And for yeah. those people, those people who who think I'm a Johnny's hater, I am not a Johnny's hater. This is not a secret. I've spoken to the company. I've talked to the company about this. And so I called it their lazy period at first. But then like the person I talked to was like, complacent would be a nicer word. So I'm gonna say complacent period. Because, like, my favorite Johnny's group before the new generation was Shonen Tai. It was, like, Shonen Tai, great dancers. V6, great dancers. And it's kind of just, like, a lull until, like, King and Prince. Yeah. That's my trajectory. But, um... What were you going to say, Hannah? 
So I want to say that like the complacency was uh, in part due to like the double hitter of like SMAP and Arashi kind of coming one after another. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah I just the other night due to the you said this the other night um, yeah. when we were watching the movie. That like it's literally due to the fact that they both rule television. Mm-hmm. Right. With the drama. So yeah. You were just like, like when you have think... when you have that many people literally churning out uh average television ratings of like twenty to thirty percent hitting one after another, you have so much money that you just don't need to care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of like what I what I was saying when I was explaining that whole thing, too. When I was, like, saying, like, why I feel this way. Because I feel like, like there was, like, a whole... I feel like the 90s, except for, like... The 90s, except for... The 90s from SMAP's debut, with the exception of, like, V6, and... I partially think of like Avex for that because like if you look at V6's discography, it is very like telling that they're on Avex, like starting with like the Eurobeat songs and all that. So I think I think some of that, a lot of that was like Avex is doing with V6. But then like going forward, it's kind of just like mm, mm, until like later on, like basically until like the past like five years. But, um, but yeah, the moral of this story is don't do drugs. Stay off of drugs. Yes. Drugs are bad, everyone. Do not do them. So, um, we actually have a special segment of the show that is going to be coming up later on featuring me and a special guest. Hannah will not be joining us for this segment because she has passed her drama era, as she said. Goodbye, dramas. She is. I am onto VTubers now. She has passed her drama era, as she said when I suggested this next topic that we will be discussing in depth. And she was like, I'm not taking part in that. You and your guests can take part in that. I was like, okay, well, then I guess you will be exiting the podcast early this episode. So, um, were there any other bits you wanted to discuss before we go into the wrap-up for favorites, which will involve you? Nope. Hopefully there is no more uh, Lucia-type drama for next month. Please, please. I, I am begging my favorites to stay out of controversy, I say. Sob. We opened with Hannah's hellhole this month. So going into favorites. Okay, so I'm going to start first. I will say this. I didn't really listen to much in February because of the fact that just like I was having an ongoing computer issue. So um, also, too, there wasn't much that came out in February that like really like made me want to like rush out and listen to it. But um, who knows? Maybe when I go and finally... Like, March is making me go and finally say, you need to get your computer taken care of and stop posting, stop using Arama as, like, posting from Arama on your phone um, and actually get on your computer again. 
I may have something in February that catches my eye. But like in March, there will be a lot to discuss as far as favorites in March. But February, I need to go back and listen. So I do not have anything for February. Sorry. That's why Hannah is now going to go and take over favorites for the month. Hannah, what was your favorite song and album of the month? So I don't want to say an album, but there was a really, really interesting cover concert by one of the VTubers that I follow. Her name is Anna Alouette. And she actually took, I want to say, like, some, like, five to ten of the Higurashi no Nakokorone openings and endings. And literally paid someone to, like, uh, remix them and sang every single one of them live in a concert that I absolutely insist everyone check out. Because, first off, I thought it was a very... I thought... Like, from a fan perspective, as somebody who liked the original series, it was super well done. Each of the songs had something different about it um, in the cover version that made me want to listen to it again. And the little surprises that she puts in in every single concert were, like, super... was very, very fun to watch live, and it made the entire thing worth rewatching. So that, I think, would be my quote-unquote favorite album i guess you could say and then for my favorite song so there's this very tiny idol group called nanchara idol and they collaborated with an artist by the name of old takajaki and if you don't know this about me i will put it out right when you put shoegaze with a bunch of idols i will immediately like it <laughs> And I have not had that for a long time because Dots is is no longer with us. And in their place stood Nanchara Idols. So that was a very, very pleasant surprise, if only because I think they only have eight listeners on Spotify. Please go listen to it. Oh, look at you, miss. I'm finding underground Chica Idols. I'm so concert was literally watched by like 25,000 people at its peak live viewership and it's free and I just talked about the Kizuna Eye concert which was watched by something like 3 million people I don't think I am the definition of hipster although I may be adjacent I will not dispute this (laughs) yes because there was a little conversation in the group chat the other day about how I only like people who are mainstream. I was yeah, like, wait, yeah, you do only like people who are mainstream. Wait, I like people who are not huge sellers as well. They just ate people in the mainstream, so. Anyway, um, Hannah will now be leaving us tonight. So say your goodbyes for this episode, Hannah. See ya and keep following VTubers. Click on the like and subscribe button, like they all say.